Sorry, are we recording? Yeah, brilliant way to start, Tommy. <laughs> if only your audio came through nicely. <laughs> uh, welcome uh, to episode 21. 21. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it back to the good old memes. That meme's not old. That's just starting. No, yeah. it's just getting its, it's, its, it's summer legs. It. Yeah, it's just hit its stride. We're bringing it back, Tommy. <laughs> I'm down. This is now the 21 podcast. Uh, it's December 21st. Speaking of 21. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to those celebrating it. Um, happy holidays to everyone else. And uh, <laughs> Actually, leave. fuck you to everybody else. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, we're in Trump's we're... America. You say Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, the war on Christmas is real. No, I, I mean, yeah. Can you believe that, that people actually get offended if you say happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas? Really quite stupid. Yeah. I just don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, it's just like, just say whatever the hell you want. I don't care what he's over. I don't know. <laughs> this is what it is. Anyways, but um, yeah, happy whatever you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Um, Hanukkah's over. Christmas is coming. Kwanzaa, right after that. So whichever one. And don't forget, or none of Boxing them. Day. Boxing Day, big one. Box New your Year's. favorite person. Yeah. Uh, a couple punches. <laughs> so yeah, we're doing a little, uh, little, since Tommy and I are two little, very, very devout Christian boys, we're doing a little Christmas episode. That's fake news. I'm, I'm saying a falsehood. That's why it's funny, because if you knew me and Tommy, that's not true. Yeah. We're doing a Christmas episode, though, because uh, we're both pretty jolly. You belong to the Church of Satan. Yeah, there you go. Which is Santa, if you mix around the letters a little bit. The Church of Santa. Uh, so we're doing a little Christmas ep. Uh, going to do what we did with our Halloween episode. We're going to talk about our some Christmas uh, questions and then little bits and pieces of our favorite and least favorite things about the season. And uh, then we're going to talk about Home Alone. You know, the one where yeah. the woman goes, Kevin! Yeah. In case you didn't know one. which one I was talking about, it's that one. On that note, Mandalorian also ended. So we're going to finish up our little weekly recap thing with talking and about the And may it rest final. in peace. May it rest in peace. I'm sure Disney will never renew it again because it makes zero money. And this yeah. is probably the last we'll see of it. So they already scheduled it. filming for next year. <laughs> yeah. They've already got 17 Disney Plus Star Wars shows in development. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's talk I wish about, I had a glass uh, of milk to, for, to timely talk about it, but I don't. Um, yeah, let's talk about Mandalorian. <laughs> the final final episode came yeah spoilers for like this is the big probably biggest spoiler heavy one so if you haven't seen mandalorian skip ahead to when we do christmas stuff the times yeah. are down below um yes yeah, uh, so what's the what's the rule with man i guess we just talk about it yeah we like, just talk about spoilers it. that was okay. the spoilers you can't really talk about this um, spoilers. yeah so it was fine i mean you <laughs> talked about it a little bit it was we like did. it had a very weird and anticlimactic and just weird choice, odd choice for an ending. Mm. Um, they they rescue Grogu, 
and they the dark troopers come out and they're being teased the entire time they've been teased throughout the season that these dark troopers are going to fuck up everything mm-hmm. and then mando presses a button and all of the dark troopers fly off the ship yep. and that's the end of, that's the last thing you hear of them <laughs> but hold your horses because moff gideon has a dark saber shit we're like what the fuck is what's going to happen now in the matter of a minute mando beats moff gideon and takes the sword <laughs> and which then leads bo katan to be like hey you said oh, you're gonna get that sword for me and then he's like okay so take it and she's like no i can't and he's like why he's like here you go and she's like no i have to defeat you in combat and my response like, was how the fuck does that work is that a thing because like i've okay i haven't seen all of clone wars yet i'm getting there i promise but from my understanding of what i've seen of spoilers like there are characters who have just handed it to other characters and been like it's yours now it, it was just weird because it, it wasn't like it wasn't like this mystical thing that like oh it won't work unless you win it in battle it was just like this pride thing yeah and was which was really weird because when moff gideon like lost he was like laughing maniacally like haha she won't take it because she has pride it was just like this really and weird it's like, thing but the thing is like that's robbed of all the tension for me because it's like okay who cares if bo katan doesn't have like mandalorian like mando has the same goals he, he is mind, literally right? a mandalorian like, he wants the same shit as her he's yeah. just not like actively thinking about it so he'll probably just go do it anyway it's not like fucking Darth Maul came in and took the dark saber. It's it's yeah. like her and friend. It, it was just kind of stupid. Like the entire time she was like, "I need this dark saber. I need this dark saber." He got he like Mando gets it, and it's like here it is. And she's like, "Oh, I didn't want it that way." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little silly. And uh, but that wasn't even the silliest moment of the, no, of the no. show. But before that, I want to say, like, pretty much everything, I was enjoying it just fine up until then. I, I quite liked the beginning, and, like, when they first got on the ship and they were just plowing through stormtroopers, I was like, this is fun. I liked the fight with Moff yeah, Gideon, I, even though it was, like, 10 seconds long. I was I was actually thinking when I was watching, I'm like, this feels mo- more like a Star Wars movie than any episode ever has. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, then what happens uh, after? You, you can talk about <laughs> what happens after yeah, so then every single like dark trooper is activated and is standing outside the door pounding on it, and the characters are like, oh god, we're fucked. Which, first of all, were they though? Because Mando only got his ass kicked by one of them for like 10 minutes, or like 10 minutes, 10 seconds, and then as soon as he like used the spear, he beat him like pretty much instantly. And so also like... Probably like, all the... five of you could tear through yeah. these guys pretty easily. I wish he used the dark saber. Like it would have been so much cooler yeah. if he just shredded through the dark troopers with the dark saber. Like mm-hmm. that would have made so much sense. Like he just beat Moff Gideon, gets the dark saber. Oh no, there are these like tons of troops that like he previously wouldn't have been able to take on all of them. But now that he has the thing, he can just fuck them all up. But they're right. just like, no, he's just gonna. <laughs> but then. Thank God, hope arrives in the form of a single X-wing, and my eyes rolled so far back in my head because I <laughs> knew what was coming. And uh, yeah, we see like a hooded figure, and he's like slicing through robots with a lightsaber. And then you see like his gloved hand on a green lightsaber, and I'm like, okay, this is Luke Skywalker, right? 
and he cuts through every single robot without even like the slightest bit of struggle and then uh and then he opens the door and says hey uh can I have Grogu? And he pulls his hood down, and it's the most horrifying <laughs> CGI, <laughs> disgusting face I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I, I know it's going to sound like we're shitting on this show. Like, this episode's okay, but, like, I was really let down by this because it was literally, like, Luke swooped in, kicked everybody's ass, and then just, like, took Baby Yoda and left. And it was, like, so anticlimactic that it was, like, every struggle the characters faced didn't matter because Luke was going to come in anyway and save yeah. Grogu. So like, here's the weird thing. Like, you know what the, the trope of like a deus ex machina is? Mm-hmm. This is the biggest yeah. one I think I've ever seen. <laughs> so like, yeah. So for those that don't know, like a deus ex machina is like in a movie where like the hero and you know, the, the heroes are like facing really tough stuff and they're like about to die. Lo- uh, everything looks lost. But then there's this like something that happens at the last second. Maybe it's some other character that saves the day and like pushes the gun out of the way and like, you know, make sure that yeah. the heroes are saved. And this was like so hardcore of a Deus Ex Magina. Yeah. But like the problem was that like I didn't feel like like Mando and his gang couldn't have handled themselves. As like, I didn't I feel like they I didn't feel like they needed saving, but no. They just wrote it in. They're just like, but wait, guys. Luke Skywalker comes. <laughs> it literally felt like Disney was like, well, people were mad that Luke Skywalker didn't mow people down with his lightsaber in The Last Jedi, so we'll just put it in here because we know they want it. That's exactly what it felt like to me. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I know that they're... You can have your problems with Luke in The Last Jedi. I mean, that's totally Okay, fine. don't forget. This is you bringing no, no, up no. The Last Jedi. I'm not bringing up The Last Jedi. Hold on. But... Is this, like, the best way to do that? I mean... surely you could create a situation where it's way more organic and it's not just like here he comes (laughs) it was so like i don't know i just like as soon as he showed up i felt like all the tension was just robbed and then it felt even less like luke when he was like talking to them and he was like hand me the child or whatever like i'll take the baby i'll go train him and it's like who the fuck are you? Like, you're not, like, how the fuck should Bando trust you? You just came in and were like, give me the baby. Like, there's no, like, reassurance or, like, warmth or anything. In fact... Well, no, no, no. He actually, well, uh, Grogu did, like, touch the screen, and I think Mando noticed that, like, Grogu Yeah, but I'm talking about Luke to connection. Mando, not Luke to Grogu. Or Grogu I think, no, but I think Mando, like, noticed that Grogu had some kind of force bullshit connection. Yeah, I get that, but I mean, like, even so, Luke did nothing to, like, reassure him that Grogu that would be, like, true. okay yeah. or anything. He was just, like, yeah, I mean, he's got to come with me. And, like, to me, like, the CGI, so, like, they de-aged, or they didn't de-age, but they completely, like, made a CGI face of Mark Hamill as young mm-hmm. Luke instead of recasting. Um, and the CGI is just so, like, off-putting to me that it made, I think, that interaction a lot less like personable because like instead of like luke skywalker coming in and saving the day and like you know taking the baby to safety it felt like a terrifying cgi robot man who came in and like demanded a baby so here's my hot take i actually like i didn't think the cgi was like great but i also like didn't really see it as that bad granted i'm not like some i don't know much about cgi but i looked at it and as like a casual viewer i was just like 
Yeah, I know that's not him, and it looks a little like glowy. It looked a little bit for some reason. It looked it looked a little off, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like enough for me to be like, yeah, this is uh, annoying. It's like more so when it's moving, like in still photos, I would, like that I've seen online. It's like fine, but when he's like talking, it looks really not like a real person. I might have like, to do rewatch you, it then. Do you remember how in like Rise of Skywalker they had a young Leia and a young Luke? face at one point no. or in rogue one how they cgi tarkin it's entire i don't remember rogue one all right good so in any case all three of those were like really uncanny valley like situations and this one was so much so that that it made me personally like really step out of it and be like it's just it just didn't it didn't look right and i was just like it's not even like the scene is cool, right? Like it's cool to see Luke mowing people down or whatever. Even though, like, well, like we've seen like, this before. Yeah, did you see him like force crush that like? Yeah, robot. Like, that was yeah. kind of cool. It was cool, but it was also like it seemed like kind of like a. This isn't a criticism, by the way, but it seemed like kind of like a dark side move. You know, that was a little bit of a Vader in him. Mm-hmm. Which is cool, uh, and I think it's meant to like kind of. Um, pair with the Darth Vader scene from Rogue One where he does like pretty much the exact same thing and mows through a bunch of rebels. Um and I like the scene on its own is like okay, but I think in the context of like we have this whole season building up to this final confrontation with Moff Gideon and that's not really the point of the episode. The point of the episode became to show Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it was just like it's so sad because Moff Gideon was like teased throughout the entire series. And he was left with, like, a one-minute-long fight. And literally, like, he just played such a secondary role in this episode when I kind of felt like he'd be a little bit more prominent. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, I think his name is Giancarlo Esposito. Something like that. He's, like, a really good actor. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just sad that they kind of just, like, tossed him off to the side. And he's good in this role, too. Yeah, I, I actually, he's like one of the characters who I like really like seeing him on the screen. Um, right. But I don't know. And I think like maybe this problem could be solved if like Mando or any of the other characters did something when Luke showed up. Like they weren't just standing there waiting to be rescued. Because I think it just made them all seem so like useless. They were pretty useless the entire time. Because like Luke, you know, he's always been like, not always, but like, in Return of the Jedi and stuff, he's, like, powerful, but he's still, like, not invincible. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, Han and Leia are still, like, handy to have around. And uh, in this, it just felt like he had, like, the Superman thing, which was, like, just absolutely untouchable. Which I get is, like, kind of the point, because he's supposed to be, like, at his peak Jedi Master stuff at this point. But... I don't know. I guess I just, I didn't, part of the thing I always liked about Luke Skywalker's character in the movies was just that he was like still pretty human and like he always struggled. Like it was, it never felt like he just had it. And in this, yeah, it, it really like felt like it. they were what it felt like. Um, I don't know. Like if you ever uh, had like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh cards as a kid, Mm-hmm. And, like, there was that one kid on a playground who had, like, a super powerful card. And nobody knew how to actually play these games. But they would show it off because it, like, have, like, a ton of, like, points or whatever. It yeah. felt like Disney 
was just taking their Luke Skywalker card and showing it to everybody on the playground saying, yeah. this is the most powerful card. Here it is. Suck it. And that's kind of just what it felt like. It, it didn't feel like they were doing anything. It oh, just felt like you know, Luke Skywalker. Boom. Yeah. That's God, literally that, like, that's, okay. So I saw a tweet that like pretty much summed up how the ending felt to me, which was just that like, it was like, it felt like a six-year-old playing with action figures where it's like, and then Luke yeah. Skywalker came and killed everyone and saved everyone. And that was it. That is exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're playing with action figures and you're like, and suddenly a meteor came down or some yeah. shit. It's like, mm-hmm. it makes, it's just, it's just like kid. That's, that's what it felt like to me. And I get that I'm kind of in the minority for this scene, but I just, I, I didn't have a problem with the scene on its own, but I had two major problems, which is one, <laughs> You heard it, it was, here first. We're minorities. <laughs> which is one that it was like a Deus Ex Machina and completely out of nowhere. And two, why does everything have to link back to fucking Skywalkers? I agree. It's it's just weird that they all that like Disney just gets off to Skywalker. Like that's what was refreshing about Mandalorian in the first place, is that it's a break from non Skywalker stuff. It's like and it's, it's a just chance to exploring do a different shit. part of the universe. Yeah. But then they have to like always bring it back and it's like but oh, then God. oh look it's ahsoka tano oh look it's bo katan oh look it's boba fett oh you mm-hmm. know like now that's they're what new characters like. but they all suck <laughs> and they're all they're all just like very they're just archetypes there's no like new species or new like kind of thing you we've i mean I, there might be there probably is that i'm just not oh, i like, like mayfield and i like mando himself but who's mayfield that's bill burr right bill burr mm-hmm um, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I like Moff Gideon, but he, I, obviously he was part of, he was something, right? Mm-hmm. We knew him before. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all around, though, I'm going to say the season was bad in my books. I, I, I just thought it was underwhelming way too many times. Yeah, I'm going to say this episode is bad, but I don't know if I can say the whole season is bad because I got more enjoyment out of it than I didn't. But this just like took the wind right out of my sails because it was like, Mandalorian felt like so fresh, so new, so inventive, something that like, you know, a new corner of the Star Wars universe we hadn't gotten to see yet with new ideas. And then it's just like, yep, here comes everything you were familiar with. It's going to link to everything ever, you know, and I don't know. I'm just not about that. I've seen it before, you know, it's cool to bring back Boba Fett. I like that. Do we need to bring back every single character we've ever seen in Star Wars? I, can't, I don't know. Oh, literally, I was about to say, oh, I can't wait for R2-D2 to come in. But he literally was in the episode. He literally was in the episode. I know. Yeah. I know. And, and like, there was a rumor the other day on Twitter that I saw that was, like, you know that show The Acolyte that I talked about last week or two weeks ago or whatever when we did all the Disney news? It's set in the yeah. High Republic oh, yeah, era. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, like, this news article that was, like, the Acolyte is set 50 years before the uh, the events of The Phantom Menace, so maybe we'll see some familiar faces. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, it's going to be a fucking young Palpatine or a young Darth Maul or yep. something. We're going <laughs> to see young Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, why? Like, I was so hyped for that show because it was like complete. I was like, finally, we're far enough away where they can't possibly put anyone we know in <laughs> And they're still gonna do it anyway. <laughs> they never learn. They don't. They really don't. Anyway, yeah. I just 
uh, was not my favorite episode by a long shot. So I say bad. Anyway, ho, ho, ho. And, uh, don't talk yeah. to my mother like that. Oh, Tommy. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so I wrote down ho, some home alone. <laughs> We're not there yet, Tommy. Yeah. Relax. Uh, I wrote down some Christmas conversation starter topics where we could talk about like our favorite and least favorite of certain things. Um, um, first of which, Tommy, I would like to know what your favorite Christmas movie is. Probably Home Alone. Or Rudolph. It's probably Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I, I, Rudolph was on TV the other day, but I was not conscious. So, like, I only saw, like, bits Damn. and pieces of it. I saw it when I was a kid, though. Too many drinks down the hatch? <laughs> yeah, you know me. Uh,. Yeah, mine's probably. I really like Christmas Vacation. Yeah, I actually yeah. here's a here's actually a funny story. I've actually never fully watched Christmas Vacation. Really? I've actually never seen the full thing. It's on. It's on all the time on Christmas, but it's like, it's whatever that um, what thing, psychological thing is where like it's on so much, like you see it everywhere, that you just like forget about it. So I kind of just like um, never. I, I don't know. I've never wanted to. It is always I've never had on. The motivation to watch it. Elf and Christmas Vacation are like constantly on. Mm-hmm. But I usually take time at least once a year to watch the whole thing beginning and end. I just like it. You know, I know Chevy Chase is an asshole in real life, but I really like him as Clark Griswold. Oh, you know what else I actually really like? Um, I haven't actually, I've not seen this in years, but I, I really liked uh, Jingle All the Way. Oh, with Arnold, Arnold, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I, I watched that a lot with my with my family when we were when I was younger. So it's definitely one of my favorite Christmas series. It's just like there's just a lot of really funny because that has Sinbad in it too. And there's there's um there's one scene in particular where Sinbad like he's a mailman, and I forget what the reason is, but like he's in this office building. Um, I do remember actually, but it's it's too complicated to explain. He's in an office building. And he has a package because he's a postman and he gets in trouble with the police. So they all surround him. He takes the package and he goes, this is a bomb. And then he's like, you're going to let me go or else I'm going to blow this up. And obviously it's not a bomb because he uses a random package. And then he like puts it down, walks away. And then the policeman like casually goes like, okay guys, it wasn't really a bomb. And then like he rattles it up and it blows up. <laughs> and then Sidman goes, that really was a bomb. This is a sick world we're living in with sick people. <laughs> it's just, it was just such a great line. Um, I love that. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, least favorite Christmas movies? Um, hmm. I don't know. I'll say I do not like the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies. <laughs> Yeah, I probably, I don't know if I don't like, they're probably bad, but I don't know if I hate them. Or the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. <laughs> also, I haven't, i actually never seen that. Yeah, it's, it's a little scary. I mean, I've seen it a couple of times, but I don't know. I guess there's, there isn't really one that's like strikingly 
terrible in my eyes, but like Yeah, he really lost himself after the breakup with Kate Winslet. <laughs> or sorry with Clementine. <laughs> Good one, Tom. I was thinking Titanic at first when you said that. Yeah. Um how about your favorite Christmas uh candy or treat? Oh. So every um Christmas or in Christmas time, my mom makes a ton of chocolates. And um probably the best, the ones that I like the most, she makes uh peanut butter cups, chocolate covered Oreos, and chocolate covered caramels. And this year she actually made pepper and patties, which are really good too. Ooh, so, how do you make those? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean you you like make the filling and then you have like molds and then you Bodied off from there. Gotcha. <laughs> what about you? Uh, white chocolate peppermint M and M's. You ever had those? Ew! I hate white chocolate. You hate white chocolate? It's disgusting. It's so sweet. Huh? I think it's yeah. less sweet than regular chocolate. What? No, it's it's much much sweeter. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, white chocolate peppermint M&Ms are godly. They only sell them at Christmas time, but they are... You know, I'll try it out. If you have any, the next time I see I have you, a couple. Yeah. I might want to try one. Yeah. I'll really give you a good. peppermint patty. We'll trade. Okay. That way I'll trade you for one M&M. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also like... This isn't a candy, but it is a treat. I do fuck with eggnog pretty hard. <laughs> I also kind of fuck with eggnog. Um, haven't had it in a minute, but I do fuck with it. It's thick though. Like if I'm gonna drink it, it's got to be like. I think it's those empty stomach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't had it in a while. I just remember it tastes like some. I remember having it and being. Can like, you have it for the first time at my house? No, no, no. no. I think that was somebody else. Uh. Um, I remember having it one year and being like, "This tastes exactly like something." And I never figured out, and I know exactly the taste that I'm thinking of, but I still <laughs> have no idea what it tastes. It's some kind of, kind of medicinal or like a lollipop. I don't know. That uh, it's not it's the something. Same thing. You think a medicinal lollipop? <laughs> it's it's something. I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, also for some reason, like Reese's cups, like not the big ones you buy in like, in like a chocolate bar form, but like the mini ones individually wrapped that you get in a package and Hershey kisses. There's nothing different about them flavor wise, but they hit different at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. You know, you should do. I honestly prefer Trader Joe's and the chocolate cup. The, they call them, I I don't know what they call them, but they're like the peanut butter cups at Trader Joe's. Really good. Really? I love big Trader Joe's guy. I went to Trader Joe's like literally 40 minutes ago. (laughs) I'm saying, like, please, Trader Joe's, if anybody is has any kind of relations, <laughs> and like, we will a literally have money. a Trader Joe's cast where you tell, where you don't even <laughs> give us money, maybe give us one cent. We'll review Trader Joe's the movie, and we will, yeah, we'll review Trader Joe's the movie, and we will just literally <laughs> the origin of hardcore, Trader Joe. Yeah, we will, we will stand Trader Joe's the entire time. Everything will get a ten out of ten. From us. I love how Tommy's speaking for both of us. <laughs> I mean, if Trader Joe's came to us, would you not 
get on your knees and start. If any fucking company came to us <laughs> and was like, really? "Hey, we'll give you money," yes. What about like Exxon? <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of many <laughs> bad companies. Verizon Wireless, <laughs> like Tesla, <laughs> like Elon Musk. Okay. Elon Musk, big fan of the podcast, as you know. <laughs> My son X A E twelve and I. Was is that there? actually his son? I don't know what his son's name is. I, I, I read a headline that he named his son some whack shit, and I'm like, yeah, that, that about adds up. Yeah, it's like letter X and then A, the A and the E that are combined. And is then, that... like, yeah, maybe. And then, like, a couple, like, dashes and stuff, and then, like, 12. That's his name. God, that kid's going to get bullied. And then Elon Musk, in the same breath, is like, Pronouns in your bio is stupid. <laughs> you fucking named your son that, you weirdo. It's insane. He's literally the second richest man. I mean, but I guess at that point, like when you start getting that rich intellect and. Um, yeah, but Grimes is like not like that. Yeah. Uh, it's whack just because uh, it feels bad that Bill Gates, literally like such wholesome, nice guy, Bill Gates, was number two and he got passed up by Elon. <laughs> I fucking hate Elon Musk, dude. And everyone Everybody who likes him is so him. weird about it. I like, know they literally—he's cool because he uses Reddit. <laughs> it's like I know it's. I want to try. I want to try to stop saying the word simp just because I feel like it's really going out of style. But like seriously, like give me a stop simping <laughs> for him. It's it's annoying. He's not that cool. He's a kind of a dumbass. Well, he's not. A dumbass, he's a, but he's a he's a douche. I hate him. He is. Remember when he said COVID was no big deal and it would go away like immediately? He just says things that are just like, dude, you're literally <laughs> run a gigantic company. How do you say shit like this? Like, yeah. But he's leading us into the future. What we're we talking Tony about? Stark. Um, yeah, he's the Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for him to take down Thanos. Yeah, right. Oh my God. I would, if he if he snapped his if Elon Musk snapped his fingers. To save the world from Thanos, <laughs> I would I would take back everything I've ever said. I mean, yeah, I think I'd have to if he <laughs> saved humanity. <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty rad. Um, but yeah, uh, we were talking about what like peppermint. Yeah, peppermint bad news. I don't know. Uh, Christmas songs, Tommy. Favorite, favorite, <laughs> least favorite Christmas Christmas tunes. <laughs> Santa baby, easy. That's the worst one. That's the worst. Really? Um, the original? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of like covers that are really bad, but I guess I can't count them. You know what's funny is the... Um, have you ever heard the Michael Buble Santa Baby cover? No. Yeah. Where he is like, good. Well, he, it's funny because he has like insane no homo energy in the whole song. Like he keeps changing all the words. <laughs> or he's like, Santa buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You know the line where he's like, where she's like, a 54 convertible to light blue. <laughs> he changes it. So he's like, a 54 convertible to steel blue. <laughs> it's like, okay, light blue is where you draw the line. Light blue, that's too feminine. But steel blue, that's cool and also manly. <laughs> that's great. It's always so fucking funny. I'm gonna have to listen to that. I'll wait up for you, pal. All right, man. Come on. It's stupid. Just yeah, just hunker down and go for, you know, the full, the full energy. 
as it was intended. <laughs> um, but my my favorite song is probably the uh, I think it's Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Oh, the chestnuts roasting. Yep, I yeah. love that one. His voice is angelic. I mean, anything by Nat King Cole is pretty pretty good. It bops, yeah. I'll also say, um, I have no shame. All I want for Christmas is you. It bops, wow. but even better. The big time rush version of All I Want for Christmas is You really yeah, goes fair. hard. I bet. Yeah, I might listen. I don't really like that song just because it's horrendously overplayed. It is. It is. But the I big will, time rush uh, version, though? I will listen to the big the BTR version. It's a little bit like Christmas Vacation where it's so overplayed that I actually don't listen to the whole thing, like ever. Yeah. Mm hmm. I feel that. Uh, my least favorite? Um,. I do hate the one that uh, the one that's like hang all the holly. Tommy doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you kind of just sound like a, a little <laughs> bit the of one, The one that uh, our friend our friend Brett always talks about singing. The one that's like uh, bah humbug. It is my favorite holiday. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> you don't know that one? No. Tommy, do you know anything? No. Like half the stuff I talk about, you have no idea. I'm it's sorry. just not <laughs> pop culture verse at all. Yeah, sorry, I forget the pop the, the famous pop culture. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have you not seen like a Christmas movie with it in it? No. Oh, Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh is in. It's in. It's in Merry Christmas, Jake and Josh Drake and Josh. Mm-hmm. I did not. To be fair, I have not seen Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh in years. So. <laughs> it has been a little while. Uh, favorite holiday tradition, Tommy? Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Um, probably, I don't know. I think, honestly, staying in PJs all day. I stay in PJs all day during Christmas. I do that every year. Love it. Can't get enough yeah. of it. Uh, <laughs> Not going to church. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like... Um, I haven't done it in years, but I do really fucking love sledding. <laughs> like, actually, I think sledding uh, is so fucking fun. Uh, yeah, I need to do that. I'd honestly be down to go sledding with the boys. Oh, we should do it. We're kind of, we're kind of, we're kind of creating a plan in the middle of the podcast, but <laughs> yeah, I'd be so down. I'd be so down. We just made Derek die. That's good. We we good for social distancing. It would be. I know. We should, we should bring it up. Anyway. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, I also like. Well, I don't know if I like it. I do like it. My mom like makes us go out and cut down the Christmas tree every year, um, and I like it as like a family tradition or whatever. My mom just likes to spend like hours out there and she's super picky about what tree we oh get. My God. And it just doesn't so, matter. No, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. She hates the one we have right now. Like she literally wants to bring it back. I'm like, you're not going to return a tree. Like, <laughs> excuse me. You, you sold me a defective tree. <laughs> we literally have two trees in our house and she doesn't like either of them. Oh my God. Like, by process of elimination, you should probably like at least one of them. But I do like that tradition. I also like decorating the tree. I do it's like fun. decorating the tree. 
you go through every ornament and your mom goes, you made this one when you were in preschool. Yep. And I'm like, I know. Cause you told me last year, me last year. before yeah. that. And the year before that. And it's like, this one's from when you were two. And I'm like, yep. It's, it does say 2002. Yeah. It says Tommy 2002. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is what, this one has the Yankees on it. Oh really? What was your first indication there? The Yankees logo. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I've kind of enjoyed it as I gotten older, just cause we've started. I, I've like as I got older, I started getting gifted like really like stupid ornaments, stupid mm-hmm. as in ones that I think are funny. So like I have like a corgi ornament. I have just have like one. I think I have like four different ornaments that are just like different foods. <laughs> oh yeah, my dad and I have a tradition that I really like, where every year we go to a Target or whatever and find the ugliest ornament that we can yeah. to get for our tree, and like. That those are my favorites to like pull out and be like, oh yeah, this one was fucking hideous. Like <laughs> my favorite one is I have this Santa Claus ornament that like turns into a pine cone halfway down. Like it's like Santa cut off at the, oh, at the midriff and then it becomes a pine cone. And he's also completely cross-eyed. And I just think he's like the ugliest fucking guy in the world. And then like Yeah, we have a lot of the just like the one I have this year was uh, a really squishy like piece of toast with nutella on it and it was like that really gross texture that was like really squishy Mm -hmm. quite ugly but yeah i i I do like that that tradition a lot and we make gingerbread houses which is fun oh i haven't made a gingerbread house in a minute dude next year with no covid we should do like the boys gingerbread houses that would be pretty dope we all make a gingerbread house or we can make one mega house yeah we could Gingerbread. We could all have like a little village. Oh, in Minecraft. <laughs> It'd literally be Minecraft in real life. I know. Uh, how about the best and worst Christmas presents that you've ever gotten? Um, I've gotten some pretty good Christmas presents. I've gotten some like, I don't know. I've, I've gotten a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed. Um, so it's hard to pick one. Worst though. My best was probably my 2017 Christmas when I got a Nintendo Switch, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, oh. um, a few other Switch games that I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But man, I was like just sitting there that going back dope. and forth between games for like two weeks. And it was like the, just the quality launch titles from uh, from Nintendo, Mario Kart, like every... like. Just a really quality, quality year for that must for be sick stuff. It was pretty like it was literally like so fun because I got my Switch and Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, and I literally like would play Breath of the Wild for like forty minutes and then be like, okay, I want to go back to Odyssey, and then I'd play Odyssey for like thirty minutes and I'd be like, I want to go back to Breath of the Wild because they're both yeah. so fucking fun. Now thinking about it, I think I did get a GameCube when I was really really younger as a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty great just cause I think the GameCube's the best system ever. There might be the worst one. I'll say, um, one of my aunts gave me like a huge thick book one time <laughs> when I was like eight or nine. And I was like, man, do I not want this? Cause this is not an action figure or a video game. Um, yeah. and <laughs> recently, hopefully my, 
70-year-old aunt doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I have I a sneaking suspicion she won't. Um, she got me a scarf. So everyone in the family, all the men in the family got a scarf. And everyone got yeah. a plain black scarf, except for me. And I got uh, a big scarf that said good vibes on it. <laughs> it's like, I am never. They were wear. indeed not good vibes. Um, I also got that year, <laughs> which I didn't tell. I didn't even tell anybody I opened it because I had no idea how to react to it. But I opened like this phone, you know, like those things you have for when you're jogging to hold your iPod. Mm-hmm, on the, the strap. Yeah. Mine was about 17 times as big and it like stuck out like this far, literally. And I like had no idea what to even do with it. So I just totally pretended I did not open because I don't run and I don't have any use for that kind of thing. It was like the weirdest. I had no idea what was supposed to go in it because it literally had like, it looked like it had a slot for your phone and then like a pouch for like fucking goldfish or something. Like, I don't know what was supposed to go there. But yeah, so and the instructions were completely in Chinese. So I had a feeling that it might have been a gift that someone else received and now and then. ended up with me. Um but that was definitely one of the worst. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh it's probably some kind of clothes that I got that I just never ended up wearing. Tommy's a nudist. Yeah. Tommy yeah. Wear Half the time of the podcast that I don't have my shirt on. I'll actually continue that tradition right now. <laughs> Wow. No shirt. Actually, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I um, really enjoy not wearing shirts. Tommy, um, you're going to make me so horny. You <laughs> just flexed <laughs> his muzzle like, whoo, mama. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, oh, wait. I already have that shit. Uh, last thing I have here is... Uh, it's kind of similar to one we already did, so you don't really have to answer it. But foods you eat around Christmas. I, yeah, I'd say chocolate. Just a shit ton of talk chocolate. I've actually been feeling like I love it. I love the tradition of that my mom makes chocolate, but I feel horrible. Like I literally, <laughs> I woke up today, ate like a nice breakfast, eggs and some toast with peanut butter on it. Nice way to start the day. I was hungry for lunch and I'm like, oh, I'll have a couple pieces of chocolate first completely destroyed my appetite and I, and then I didn't eat for the rest of the day until dinner. Oh my God. I'll say my family does filet mignon for Christmas dinner. Oh, That's shit. always a banger of a meal. I bet it is. Yeah. I went today to pick it up with my mom, the filet and that was $92. And I was like, man, that shit's expensive. I actually never had filet mignon. Really? Never? Never. Quite good. We should go to like a just, fancy boys steak dinner. That will be that would be actually really after sledding. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so lit. <laughs> uh, <Hey>, <laughs> uh I'll ask one more that I didn't write down here. Um I don't know if you'll have an answer to this question. This is a question I always think about myself, but like every member of my family kind of has like a Christmas thing that we all like gravitate towards like decoration wise. So like my mom really likes like Santa Clauses and has like a bunch of Santa Clauses, but like me, I have a bunch of snowmen. Like I've always had a bunch of snowmen 
So I'm curious what your favorite Christmas related character is. My favorite Christmas related ca- it's probably uh Rudolph. Rudolph the reindeer. Mm. Uh, but I do like I don't know, I don't really have a favorite. I hate elves. Actually, yeah, I fucking hate elves. <laughs> um <laughs> nothing against elves. I quite like gingerbread men too and nutcrackers. They're cool. And gingerbread men are cool. I don't really get care about nutcrackers. But I don't know. I just I feel like there's so many cooler characters like reindeer, Santa, snowmen, Mrs. Uh, Claus. Mrs. Claus, all right. <laughs> She's kind of bad. <laughs> she does. <laughs> She kind of got work it, not gonna lie. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, penguins, yeah. those are a good one. That's for that's not really a. That's not a Christmas. Penguins. Um, <laughs> penguins. Don't <laughs> <laughs> make fun of me, Tommy. Penguins are not Christmas. <laughs> are definitely they not are. Christmas. No, they're not. There are a bunch if of are, penguin Christmas decorations. If they are not, if they are Christmas. Uh, creatures, then A Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. Fucking shut up. Yeah. Sorry. Stupid. Any Grinch? Fuck the Grinch. Tommy says, fuck Grinch lives. <laughs> Moving on. Wait for Home Alone? Yeah. Kevin? <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched this movie. Did you watch this movie recently? Yeah, I watched. I, I watched it a little. I, I don't know. It was like just on. A while ago. It was on, so I, I caught a little bit of it and reminded me. I, I've seen the movie a lot of times. Yeah. So, uh, I like it. It's kind of a strange movie, isn't it? Because I love the I, idea behind it. I love the. It's so funny. It's yeah. it's just it's 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 I don't know. Joe Pesci robs your house. <laughs> Literally, Joe Pesci robs <laughs> a little child's house. While his parents leave him home, <laughs> and they, don't forget, like that's only the first movie. They do it again. Yeah, they literally. It's not even just like I, Home Alone. Like, hey, Kevin, we're going out to the store. It's like, hey, we all need to wake up to go on Christmas vacation. Oh wait, we Paris. left our in Paris. Yeah. Oh wait, we left our fucking child there. Uh, yeah, and what's kind of interesting, like as a kid, this movie to me felt like it was like all the scene with him like booby trapping the house and stuff. Yeah. That was the end. greatest scene in the world. But in reality, this movie is like a lot longer than that. And that's the smallest like portion of the movie. Like it's most of, of it up. is Kevin just kind of dicking around the house and like, you know, going to the store and shit and buying a toothbrush or whatever. Yeah. And Joe Pesci and uh, Marv, I'm just going to refer to him as Marv. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea his actor's name. Uh, they're just like you know, kind of fucking around and flooding houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is they're really funny. I really like those those two yeah. characters, um, Joe Pesci and and uh, the other one, <laughs> <laughs> the, the wet band, tall guy. And I like that they bring him back for the sequel too. That's fun. But um, you know, what's funny about this movie is it's directed by Chris Columbus, who did uh the first two Harry Potter movies. Oh really? Do you know that? Did not. Uh, I know that he supposedly discovered America. <laughs> They're gonna say sail the ocean blue. <laughs> yeah, and get guess what year? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ninety-two. 
I think it's a pretty great movie. It just has a lot of original ideas. And there's so many like iconic moments, like when he um, does the, when the pizza guy comes and he plays the movie. And oh yeah. You're going to get your lousy lion. No good. Paste it off my property. <laughs> I'm going to count to 10. One, two, ten. <laughs> I, I just love that. I love that. One, two, ten. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. It is uh, great. It's so it's weird how it's so iconic for such just like a silly movie. I curious, did it even release in December? I'm gonna look that up right now. You keep talking about stuff. Um trying to think of other oh one scene in particular that always bothered me as a child. I think this might be my only part of the movie that I didn't like. Um, this is very small reasoning. Was that um, he he's, he's setting up the booby traps, right? And yeah. he makes this dinner. And it looks, as a child, this dinner looks delicious. It's oh, like it's a brownie. Yeah. It's brownie. And then he's <laughs> about to start eating, but then stops because the clock ticks and then runs away and the food is just left there. And I'm like, that... Oh, yeah. I was Such so I, it's so infuriating. It's really infuriating. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um. Yeah, can we talk about how Kevin is like a little bit of a fucking sadist? Yeah, he's kind of. I mean, like they were like the paint cans was a little. Uh, you know. How about the fucking cans. like nail on the stairs? <laughs> yeah. Like this kid is. First of all, and I felt this a lot more when I, I watched both of them, so I'm kind of mixing in the second one into this. But the more so a problem with the second one, which is that the, the, the bricks, the bricks, right? Isn't he literally that throws insane? bricks. He throws bricks at these guys, and he <laughs> yeah. throws like five of them. Yeah, and also, in the, well, at the second one, these two guys have enough, and literally, Marv pulls a gun and tries to shoot him. <laughs> But also in the second one, like, Kevin, he's just planning to call the cops anyway. Yeah. He knows they're robbing the toy <laughs> store. He, he could just tell the cops right then, hey, at 9 o'clock, these guys are robbing the toy store. And they would go check it out. And look, because the fucking robbers are so dumb, they would be in the window robbing shit. He low-key enjoys dead. it. He enjoys yeah. hurting these guys. He he take he like takes great pride in his work. Instead, he leaves them in his fucking funhouse, where he commits psychological torture on these two grown men. Yeah, it's like he fucking electrocutes Marv. He almost kills the guy. He after throwing bricks at him. He he gives Harry uh, or Joe Pesci a permanent scar on his hand. Yeah. Um. Immediately, and right in out Home of the Alone gate. One, he lights Joe Pesci's head on fire. But even worse, yep. in Home Alone Two, Kevin does the same thing, but he puts gasoline in the toilet. <laughs> so he blows himself up, which is like that would have killed him. That would have killed him. <laughs> and Kevin has no remorse. You think he Kevin like nothing? <laughs> I mean, I guess like the, the, the this is like. Because there's there are those laws that like um, you know somebody's on your property and they're like fucking around and being an asshole, you can kill them and shoot them and you're not 
in any kind of yeah stand my ground or whatever stand uh yeah yeah, yeah. i forget the exact um, thing but but um this he he, he like kind of takes this to the extreme he's like well if if they're gonna like be fucking with me i might as well <laughs> torture them in the second one he leads them there at least in the first one it's his house and he's like defending it in the mm-hmm. second one he like purposefully leads them to an abandoned home where he can torture them that's the difference. Yeah. The first also, one like, like the second one, who who has just like that amount of open space <laughs> in the heart of New York City that just goes abandoned? Yeah, like well, it was his uncle's that was being renovated. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm kind of getting away from talking about the first one. But just for a minute, you know, again, like the first one's like, oh, we put race cars on the ground and they're like stepping on broken ornaments and stuff, and like yeah, it's how like. We- you know, I mean, there is some brutal stuff. Like he hits a guy in the face with a fucking iron, doesn't he? Here's that in the second one. I don't know, but anyway, like, um, in the second one, he literally throws bricks from four stories up. Yeah, and he, he literally is. makes like a gasoline explosion on a guy's head, and electrocutes Marv. And knocks an entire shelf full of like heavy paint cans onto Marv. And generally, you know, he does the first um. He does one paint can, two paint can, and then the fucking like the barbell. bar, right? The metal <laughs> this fucking gigantic, probably like <laughs> it has to be over two hundred pounds, and, and then, it just fucking swipes them. No, but if that's not bad enough, right? It swipes them, knocks them into the hole. Then he cuts both ropes <laughs> and cuts the ropes in it, like, and it awful. rolls down and hits them in the hole. <laughs> He's a fucking asshole. He has an issue. Like, this is not okay. This is not... And it doesn't tell his parents what happened either time. But the police found out. Do you think they're just like, I mean, can't do anything about it? No, but the police, like, he led them... In the first one, he led them to the house across the street, and that's where they were caught, and they didn't know Kevin was involved. How did Kevin clean it up in time? That's what I'm wondering. It must have been some process, like, because the next morning... Yeah, it was like, it was... His parents didn't get back to the morning. I mean, that must have been, that must have taken him like all night though to clean all that shit up. Yeah. But the thing is also, Kevin, is like, you're making your case worse for yourself because like he knocks over that entire shelf in Buzz's room, right? Yeah. And Buzz gets home and he's like, Kevin, what'd you do to my room? And it's like, hey, if you just told him about the home invasion, you wouldn't get in trouble for that. Yeah. Well, I think he's, I think he realized he liked it too much. This could actually make (laughs) sense because instead of, he never tells his parents that like, home invaders i think he he likes it so much <laughs> that like he was initially planning on telling his parents like hey these guys robbed the house but i luckily defend them he liked it so much that if he told them about all the shit he pulled like they'd, they'd be like, like what the help. fuck they would yeah. they would literally this like, is joker right. this is joker <laughs> this is the message yeah this is what he was saying to us <laughs> uh, uh. I mean, it's all in good fun. Like we could, we could sit here. <laughs> yeah, shit killing people in good fun. It's it's a little ridiculous. And also in the second one, he makes the bad guys climb. I say the bad guys. Really, he's the bad guy. But like, <laughs> he is a, they're all nobody's good in this. He makes Marv and uh, um, Eddie, right? Maybe Eddie. He makes them climb down a rope. Harry. Harry. Marvin Harry. Yep. He makes them climb down a rope, right? Mm-hmm. And then he lights the other end of the rope on fire. fire. 
Yeah. What are you doing, man? But it's okay because he threw the rock in the toy store with $20. And the guy smiled because he knew that Kevin was a good kid. I don't think this guy knew. <laughs> this guy had no. You know Do how you that thing this, is like. Oh, this kid knew. He would have like. I don't know. You know that thing that's like, in your lifetime you'll walk past fifteen serial killers. Yeah. That's one of them. <laughs> it's Kevin. Kevin is. It's literally, um, <laughs> Kevin McAllister. Yeah, like the. The woman he gives the dove to at the end has no idea what kind of dark chi that that thing's infused <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah. It is quite literally like such evil energy. I think if like just <laughs> one kind of spiritual Buddhist or I don't know, some kind of person <laughs> met Kevin, they would be met with an unbelievably horrifying aura. Mm-hmm. And I. But what's funny is like, is Kevin even at fault because the adults in his life are fucking terrible influences? First of all, and they hate him. Like, why do they hate? Maybe because they know he's a fucking psychopath. (laughs) Well, I mean, if if it's something that he can't control, then it's it's probably not the best to, you know, treat him to to meet that with like horrible meanness. You know what I mean? If they know that he's got like they created the monster. They probably did. They are society, and Kevin is Joker. He, I, that's what I'm saying. It makes sense. <laughs> but oh my god, like, this no, but like his family like thought. actually hates him. Like his family like actually is always like, Kevin, you're such a failure. You suck so much. And then you're Kevin, bitch, Kevin, for the first time, like defends himself by saying something to Buzz, and his mom's like, "Go to your room right now." It's like, yeah. have you not heard your other son? Like the shit he's been saying to Kevin. Why do they, they all hate him? They really do. And they tell him that he's going to sleep with the pee boy. That'd be the, <laughs> that would literally be the last straw with me. Oh, if you they know put me funny? in a bed where somebody, where they knew that somebody would fucking soil it, I'd start crying immediately. <laughs> that kid, the one who pees. Yeah. That's um, Wallace from Scott Pilgrim. Really? That's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And the other, like, we're kind of talking about both movies at this point, which is fine because we've both seen them, right? Yeah, we've seen both movies. So in the second one, you have like that hotel manager who like has like a sneaking suspicion that Kevin's there by himself. Tim Curry. Yeah. Go. yeah. And uh, who's he's also like a lunatic because instead of like, you know, calling like the police or like some kind of service to come get this 10-year-old boy who managed to rent a hotel room, he kicks him out of the hotel. Huh? <laughs> like this is a child dude you have no idea where his parents are like and then his actual parents show up looking for him and you can't find them because Tim Curry kicked him out of the hotel it's a um, it, it, it's actually remarkable because the first the first movie is a allegory um, to how society treats its individuals and the second movie is about how capitalism Treats its individuals. <laughs> it's really amazing. Yeah. And then also, you know, I mean, this has been overplayed a ton, but like, how does this, both his parents manage to leave him at home twice? 
twice. Like you think ever the first time <laughs> you'd be like, I'm, I have like trauma. Yeah. I'm not letting this boy leave my sight. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, oh, oh good. <laughs> <laughs> then he's literally like, oh, you want batteries, Kevin? Bye. And they take yeah. off to the airport without their son. I don't know. He was at the airport. He got on the wrong plane. I know, but I'm saying like, oh, the the first. You one. didn't make sure he got on the plane. Yeah. Which is also the airport staff's fault. Like, I guess just every adult in the movie has to be completely clueless to make the movie happen, which is fine. It sounds like I'm shitting on the movie, it's but a, I actually love it's this a movie. stuff because it's funny. It's a great movie. Yeah, uh, it's like it's really fun to watch. It's just also really fun to point out the logic and stuff in this movie that like yeah. if a real kid was actually doing this stuff like that's not okay you know yeah like i remember as cute. a kid being like i wish i was i had to defend the house and had to <laughs> you know but now realizing it i'm like huh you know watching this movie might be <laughs> influencing kids worse than like violent video games <laughs> you know what's funny is like as a kid, after I watched this movie, I would set up little booby traps in my house. Um, so like, pink cans? You know, race... Not pink cans. Thankfully, I wasn't like that. But like little race cars that I put on the ground to like, and he, my dad would just come in and like pretend to slip on them. And yeah. uh, <laughs> one day though, I I was at his apartment. My parents are divorced, by the way, so I grew up going to their separate houses. So. I'm in his apartment and in the art in the doorway to his kitchen, I put a bunch of like, you, like little traffic cones that came in like some kind of playset, like a yeah. car playset. And my dad walked in after he had just woken up and he stepped on like a <laughs> cone, like right on his heel. And it like, it like made like the biggest bruise I've like ever seen. And he like had to take work off because he couldn't put any weight on that foot. Cause <laughs> it was bruised so bad from where I accidentally, not accidentally, but like I got him with the cone. <laughs> was he pissed he was really mad he was very that's... very mad <laughs> oh my god but uh so yeah that's the kind of inf- influence home alone <laughs> out of me <laughs> modern warfare 2 on the other hand i'm just saying i didn't kill anybody <laughs> yeah right i didn't start no wars yeah not yet um yeah but to kind of talk more about the movie rather than like the 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 logic behind the universe is uh you know, it's it's just good fun it's cute like i like seeing kevin going around and like buying a toothbrush and trying to do stuff for himself and like you know yeah when he gets over his fear of the laundry room yeah it's funny basement. to see him like kind of learn how to how to do stuff and be like um you know, like in the second one, he's like able to rent a hotel room for himself by like using the voice recording thing, and like, and like again, he uses the movies to like scare people away from the house. It's funny. It's just like it's a uh, he's being smart, and the movie's being smart by making him do stuff like that. Like when the the robbers drive past the house, and he's got like the cardboard cutouts and stuff like on the strings. Yeah, and he's, and he's like, pulling them. All. Yeah. Yeah. And also, who could forget the? Oh yeah. <laughs> Tommy did uh, the face from the movie. <laughs> Great one. Uh. Yeah. I uh, I really I I really do like these movies. They're just they're really fun fun. They're great. Like they're family, great. kids 
kids movies, whatever. And Macaulay Culkin is a good child actor too, which I didn't say. Yeah, no, yeah, he does it well. Um, yeah, also but John Candy Trump in the second one. Oh yeah, they, they do. Trump in the second one, so <laughs> canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah unfortunately I'm actually surprised because that movie's on Disney Plus now and I actually would not have been surprised if they edited that scene out really did they no but some cable like or not cable but like yeah cable networks have like been editing that scene out that's funny down the hall to the left <laughs> <laughs> down the hall <laughs> So like, <laughs> like Trump goes on TV and he just says that line again. He'll just get the presidency again. <laughs> He's earned my vote. You know what? Somebody get this man a beer. Don't return it. <laughs> it stop the cow. I'll stop it. <laughs> Rewind. Uh, uh, stupid. Good fun. Uh, yeah. I say both movies are Chad's. Both movies are definitely Chad's. I think I slightly prefer the second one just because I like the setting a little more. The setting is pretty cool. Um, it does a little bit of the original. I don't know. I, I'm probably indifferent about the two. They're both really funny. Yeah. They're both exactly the same plot-wise, though. Yeah, so yeah, I have to give a little bit more credit to the first. Mm-hmm. But I think the second one is probably done a little bit better. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> And it's still the wet bandits, they're the sticky bandits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what have you been? Uh, what have you been watching, Tommy? Nothing. I said I last week. I said that I started watching the movie Hashtag Alive, and I was like halfway through. I have not finished it. <laughs> I have not watched <laughs> any other movies. Good stuff. Yeah, I watched the Polar Express for stuff. For the first time. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have. I just remember the scene where he makes, where they make hot cocoa and it looks very appetizing. Yeah. (laughs) I have a problem with that scene. In that scene, they're like flinging hot chocolate about and it's like a great musical number and they're shooting hot chocolate in the air and catching it in the cups. But my mind the whole time was like, you're shooting boiling hot water. (laughs) If somebody messes up this act once. In a train full of children. Think about think about think about the the liability. I know. Like, Jesus Christ! This kid this kid starts like boiling hot hot chocolate to the face. This Polar <laughs> Express is gonna get shut down immediately. Like, where's the yeah. supervision? Yeah. One. I know. All all it needs is one of these parents, one of these kids' parents, to be a lawyer. You're and already having fucked. cups of hot chocolate on a train, which is already dangerous. Well, you're already leading these kids out from their house in the middle of the night already <laughs> sketch then throwing around boiling water in their faces yeah when they're supposed to be in bed i'm just saying yeah and also the trains like tokyo drifting on sheets of ice and stuff this is not right someone needs to, someone needs to be <laughs> someone needs to do something about this also tom hanks is like literally everyone is to the really funny. <laughs> yeah Oh, this guy. Uh, uh, what else did I watch? I watched uh, oh, not much else. I rewatched Wonder Woman because the new one comes out next week, and I watched uh, Iron Man the other day. 
just for fun. So I haven't seen that one before. If you know me, I don't usually like superhero movies. No, I'm the one talking. Everybody's here off about super movies. Super movies. <laughs> super movies. Superhero movies. Yeah, Tommy loves. Tommy knows all about the comics. I know nothing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but that's all. Uh, and I've. I don't know. I'm slowing down on Clone Wars. Like season three is tough to get through. How how long is each episode? Twenty five minutes. But there's twenty two in each season. You know what I could do? Um I downloaded a I forget what exactly what it's called, but like it controls the video speed. Yeah, I don't um, like doing that though. Of any kind of you don't like watching your movies? I, I've honestly been watching movies in one point five speed. Bro, more, it's, Martin it's Scorsese changer. would have your head. Why? Because <laughs> Martin Scorsese does he not like, like that? that? No, because it's not the art- no. artist's vision. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I watched I watched literally some of the best, like some a lot of movies that I give like good ratings to. I watch in like one point five. Are you sure you really like them though? Because maybe they're really slow and boring. <laughs> no, well, not to me. They're going pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, but like, Scorsese told me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm nah. The problem with Clone Wars, uh, for a bit, and then we're gonna wrap this up, but is that you'll have these episodes that are really sick about like Anakin and Obi Wan and Ahsoka and Grievous and whatever, and it's like really cool. And then the fucking show will just grind to a screeching halt for an episode where like the clones do absolutely fucking nothing, or where Padme and Jar Jar go on some kind of diplomatic mission somewhere. And that shit's just so boring. Because, like, I complain about the prequels a lot. And the Phantom Menace, the politics are really fucking boring. And the Clone Wars is supposed to be, like, everything in the prequels that's good without the shitty stuff. And it's just, like, they're bringing back the boring-ass shit. And Jar Jar is still, like, a big player. And I don't understand why. Because, first of all, I have to have subtitles on to understand anything (laughs) that he says. I honestly just can't wait until Skywalker Saga comes out. Oh I, God, it's going to be so, so hype. I Dude. Know. Are you going to get it on PS5 or Switch? PS5. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, the next gen. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a next There's gen a lot console. of video games once coming one, out next year. Once they're in stock. Is there actually? Are there actually? Like a lot of ones that I'm interested in personally. Like what? Skywalker Saga, obviously. Um, the Harry Potter game. Is supposed oh, to come out next year. isn't that a, is that a PS5 exclusive? No. Oh, sick! It's like Skyrim, but literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Harry Potter. That's sick. Yeah, uh, Gotham Knights, which is the new Batman game, with no Batman in it, but I'm very excited for that. Um, what else was there? There's something else that. I... I think the new God of War comes out next year. I've never played the first Ragnarok. one. But, uh, yeah, I haven't played the first one, but like, I've heard that it's amazing. And when I get the PS5, I'm going to play it because uh, it's on the PlayStation Plus. Yeah, PlayStation Plus thing. Uh, hold on, there's one more. Let me look. Oh, uh, Super Mario 3D World is getting a remaster on Switch, which I'm actually really excited for. Because uh, yeah, 3D like World was pretty good. 
Yeah, it's yeah. a really fun um, multiplayer game. I just wish like Nintendo's like not releasing any games anytime soon. Which kind of like, I don't think there's anything. anything. Hopefully, I I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for something good. I've kind of just been. A, I've not really been playing many video games, but I me neither. Am going to definitely play legally the games that I own. The legal games that I own that I have, I'm <laughs> going to legally play. <laughs> which include Final Fantasy 3 <laughs> and I'm going to legally purchase a Nintendo 64 <laughs> and legally purchase um, games like Banjo-Kazooie and I don't know I, I've been really liking retro games I just I, I don't know what it is it's so like I don't have any nostalgia for these games but it's, it hits a, such a sweet spot when I get mm-hmm. to play like really old retro games and I just, oh, it, it's really the best because they're so short and sweet. And it's like spending like three days and just like grinding them out. I feel oh, that. Such a nice get, feeling. Such a nice I'm feeling. I'm kind of doing the opposite. I'm trying to catch up with uh, TV shows. And I really like when a show is like 13 episodes per season and they're all 20 minutes each. So I'm like, fuck yes. I'll plow through mm-hmm. that baby. Because when, when it has a lot of seasons or really long episodes, such a oh, slog, but it's, it's so my plan right now is to watch finish clone wars then do breaking bad and then after that i'm going to do Korra, and then star wars rebels and i'm really hyped cool. for the last two because they're both like four seasons 13 episodes each <laughs> yeah I, I think you'll have fun with Korra. um breaking bad i don't know it, it, it's it's i had a lot of fun the last two seasons but Take your time with it. I watched the pilot for class because I was in a yeah. TV history class, and uh, I liked it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm interested to watch. It's, it. it's a dope show. It's a dope show. It's the writing is phenomenal, and that's what everybody says, but it's true. Yeah. Um, literally everything, everything you ever hear about Breaking Bad is oh, the writing's amazing. But it's funny because like <laughs> as I'm watching Clone Wars, like I keep, um, I keep hearing that, uh, like so I watched season one. I'm like. I googled when does Clone Wars get really good and it was like oh season 3 so I plowed through season 1 and 2 and then I googled it again and it was like oh season 4 like end of season 4 <laughs> like you just keep pushing the start date back for when it gets really good <laughs> Yeah, but it's enjoyable uh, enough so you know, I'm having I'm, I might consider watching it I, I'm gonna I need some new show to watch I haven't I don't have any shows that I'm that I'm starting to watch so I yeah. might do like Attack on Titan or something just because I heard that it has like a new season or whatever. Yeah. And everybody I know who watches it. Yeah, everybody I know who watches it says it's like a dope show. So I'll consider. Yeah. Yeah, that's about uh, it. Oh. And with that, um have a Merry Christmas to those Holly of you celebrating Jolly, it. Holly Jolly holidays. Yeah. And uh to those of you not celebrating it, uh enjoy your other holidays as well. Uh Next week, Wonder Woman 1984. Tommy and I will yeah. talk about it. Who would have thought? When does Who the movie come thought? out? Uh, Christmas. I thought it comes, comes out Christmas. On noon on Christmas. That's cool. So, yep. Maybe we can also talk about Pixar's Soul, which also comes out on Christmas. Oh, we'll see. I'll talk to I Tommy might. about it after. I might, I might watch that. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Enjoy, everyone. And goodbye.